This is Franz Borkart. I'm here with attorney Richard Sprinkle for another episode of Legally Unfiltered. This is a legal show that talks about issues in the media and issues that affect your life with a legal spin. This week, we're talking about good old-fashioned fights, Richard. Fight club. Yeah. So Number one rule of fight club. Don't you talk probably about have club. a family member, folks. You probably have a family member that talks to you about how in the good old days... When we had conflicts, when we had a feud or a disagreement with somebody, we'd step outside, right, Richard? That's right. And we'd... we'd, Let's settle this outside. We'd go outside, we'd handle it outside, and that would be the end of it, right? That would be the end of it. We live in a world now, folks, where people have knives and guns and they shoot each other over silly stuff. I I was reading a story the other day that, that there was a church's chicken or fast food exchange where somebody didn't get the fast food done the right way and so there may have been a weapon drawn or something of that nature and this uh this episode's being recorded right after the memorial day holiday and i don't know if you realize just how many people got shot in new orleans yeah. over memorial day. senseless lots of excessive people. violence yes. but but maybe there is some sense in this chaos Maybe there is a way that we can get back to that place, Richard. Get back to our roots. Get back to our roots where when we had disagreements, kind of like Thunderdome, two men enter, one man leaves. When we have a feud, we we just handle business and we go on our ways. And ladies and gentlemen, we're here to talk to you about the state of Washington and their mutual combat law. Okay, so... Uh, did did I hear that right? Mutual combat Mutual law? combat law. So consenting individuals, I'm guessing. So we're going to go there. Okay. So, so in the state of Washington, two souls, two individuals can mutually consent to a, quote, fair fight. So it has to be fair. Mm-hmm. It has to be fistic, not knife or gun. They can consent to a fair fight as long as, and this is the interesting portion, as long as the as long as the police referee the fight so in washington if you have a feud or something you can you can fight club right now important things to remember one it has to be a fair fight so richard you can't you can't bring a gun to a fist fight and that be quote unquote fair you can't baseball bat it or whatever this is good old dukes so to speak, fighting, right? Is it like Ron Burgundy where we say, not in the face, not in the face? Kind of. I mean, (laughs) I I think there are some mutual agreements on what is okay and what's not, but you get to just get out there and and air some grievances, so to speak. Sure, sure. And the beauty of this is there's a referee, so I would imagine the police's job is to step in when it's quote-unquote over, Mm -hmm. to throw in the towel, so to speak, Mm -hmm. and then that's it. Does the cop like hold the guy's hand up over I, his I head? Like, no, I don't know if it's like I don't know if it's like WWE wrestling. <laughs> I don't know if there's belts involved, but well, that would okay. be cool. So we brought this story to y'all's attention for a couple different reasons, folks. We broadcast from the state of Louisiana. We're on we're a podcast as well as we're on Talk 107.3. And in the state of Louisiana, we we're gonna preface the bigger conversation about Washington by saying you can't necessarily just mutually consent to getting into a fight, okay? And by that, I mean, Richard, you can get into a fight in Louisiana that's that's mutually consented to, but if you do it in a public place, and if and if it's loud, so to speak, and right. it, it, you can be charged with a crime. You can be charged with misdemeanor disturbing the peace by, and I quote, fistic encounter. 
So you can't just mutually get into a fight. And there's a, there's a belief, right, Richard, that fights always have someone who start them and finish them. But sometimes fights can be like, hey, we're going to step outside and we're going to both handle some business, right? Oh, yeah. So in Louisiana, you can't just mutually agree. And in fact, I believe if if you went up to a law enforcement officer in Louisiana and said, hey, I need you to referee a fight. <laughs> me, and this, me and this guy are going to handle Look, something. Me and, me and Rich are going to go handle business behind this building. We need to, we need you to, to, to ref, call a fair, you know, you just can't do it here. Now, now we also have, like most states, we have self-defense laws, right? Where right. you can... You can defend yourself and use reasonable force to repel force as long as you are not, quote, the aggressor right. or the person that starts the fight, so to speak. Right. And these are good laws, right? These sure. laws make sense. We're civilized creatures, right? We yeah. We shouldn't have to get into to physical exchanges like this, right? Sometimes, I mean, sometimes folks just need to air it out. Sometimes stuff gets repugnant. It does. And the best way of dealing... And, and look, and look, we're not... Richard and I are not violent souls. We we just... We, we report what's nature, going on no. in the legal That's right. world. So in Washington, though, in Washington, this is how you can resolve grievances. In fact, I, I, we were reading a story, Richard, where there are people that dress up like superheroes... It's that movie again. Right? What was the movie? Uh, it was, uh, kick Butt, kick, I think is the name yeah, of the movie. I don't movie. know if we can say the name. I guess right. we could, but it's Kick Butt, we'll say. Right. Um, yeah. So so good it had a sequel. So what are the pros and cons of this law? What do you think? Is this a good law? Is this where we want to use police resources? Uh, Well, I mean, okay. If you've got an officer standing around not doing anything, and that never happens, because let's face it, police forces are stretched thin. Cops aren't sitting around eating donuts with nothing better to do. They, there's, they're busy doing stuff throughout their entire shift nowadays. So if you had one sitting around with nothing better to do than referee a fight, sure. Uh, I think there's smarter ways for people to handle stuff because, yeah, you, on the one hand, you can say, Sometimes things just get to the point where people want to throw hands at each other. And listen, folks, I was in the Marine Corps. Sometimes that's how issues got handled in the parking lot behind the barracks and the in the sand behind the barracks or something. Um, and it's it's not necessarily the right way to do things. It's just the way things were done. It's 2019, though. It doesn't matter. We're, we're all animals at heart. Yeah, but OK, so so what I struggle with what I struggle with on this one is. I absolutely like it that human beings, instead of shooting and stabbing each other, are going to handle some business, get it off their chest, so to speak. Totally agree that. And that's yeah. going to be that. What I don't know if I like is we have law enforcement that that is not going to be otherwise preventing more serious crime, for lack of... I mean, how does this work? Well, the, realistically, I don't believe that the individuals who wish to kill each other over beefs, over turf wars, over you dissed me, I, the, those individuals that are willing to take another life over that kind of thing, they're not going to settle it the manly way through the gentlemanly art of fisticuffs, you know, in the, the queen's sport or, or whatever you want to call it somebody's going to draw a knife, somebody's going to draw a gun, and they're not they're not going to have the fair fights. That's not even going to happen. So in a way, I think a lot of this argument's moot. Now, the two people who may have the fair fight, I don't know, man. The only, the, the only times I ever saw this happen in real life were, were in the military or in high school with the whole meet me across the street, 
at 3.45 after we get out of school kind of thing. And usually by the time 3.45 got around, everybody in the school knew what was going to happen, including the teachers, including the principals, and including the local police. So when the crowd gathered at 3.45 in the field across the street, the police were already waiting. <laughs> Nothing happened. Well, you know, I tell you, this, this law allows for you just to decide. I mean, we've been joking, folks, we've been joking all week about Fight Club, and we were talking about recording this. This law really does allow that, right? You could decide, hey, I just want to get into a consensual fight with somebody I don't even have a beat with, line up, and, and, and it's Fight Club. Well, you know, there's a gym down the road where people pay for the privilege of doing that. Well, it's boxing. What, the UFC gyms, where okay. it's not just boxing, it's getting in there and, and kind of like boxing, but you pound the bejesus out of each other, and you're paying for the privilege. So how is, okay, so that begs the new question. How is... So in Louisiana, going full circle, in Louisiana, we can't, quote unquote, consent to get into a fight in a public place that would otherwise be a crime. Right. So what you're telling me is I can pay for a membership at a UFC gym. Private place. Private place. I'm okay with that. Yeah. Mutually consent to fight. Sure. There's rules and regulations for UFC, right? Well, of course. I mean, you can kick, you can... I mean, it's not the Marcus of Queensberry's rules. No, no, no. no. I mean, you can't bite, no. but you can kick and you, you can, can punch. Kick, you can punch, you can throw elbows, you can right. choke, you can right. arm bars the whole nine yards. So why aren't we encouraging that instead of basically creating a law to where they can get a law enforcement officer to quote-unquote referee? Well... On the um, on the one hand, the UFC gyms or Krav Maga studios or karate studios or you know any of the places that people do these things, obviously there's a cost associated. This is something somebody's vol- not only volunteered to do, but they're willing to pay for the privilege of doing it. Um, on the other hand, the Washington law says, "Hey, that guy's been giving me the evil eye all night, and I've been giving him the evil eye all night, and this is going to come to a head. So let's just go get a cop to." referee this thing while we blow off this thing and i I wonder how hard it is to get a ref so to speak i wonder how hard it is for you to find a cop i mean is there a number Uh, you call again i don't think there's that many of them sitting around twiddling their thumbs with nothing better to do that's what i'm getting at yes have you ever seen someone who doesn't really know how to fight fight? oh god yes (laughs) i think you're probably gonna get a look you're gonna get a lot of that I, I will go on record as saying there's a lot of folks out there that think they know how to fight until they get hit in the jaw. I think Mike Tyson said that once, right? Well, everybody's, everybody's got, got a, a good pl- plan until they until they the, get hit the yeah. jaw. So, yeah. I don't know this this law. I like it at first blush, but I don't know that I, I don't know if I want a Thunderdome scenario, um, you know, coming. So. Richard, another story that we want to we're going to talk about this week is the sperm of the dead cadet story. Do you do you remember seeing that? I do remember seeing that. So in New York, a circuit judge, um, a Supreme Court circuit judge, not the Supreme Court, but that's what they call their judges up there, a judge that ruled that the family, the parents of a dead West Point cadet, could utilize his sperm possibly inseminating someone or an egg. Um, and we wanted to talk to folks about this this topic this week because this this raises all sorts of, of question marks, ethical question marks, legal question marks. Um, the decision by the judge was based not on specific 
instructions. There was no medical directive. It was inferences that were drawn, I think, from from basically statements and letters that the, the cadet had had oh, said from his count meetings with his counselor at West right. Point. He many times it uh, not admitted. He many times said he wished one day to have lots of kids. He wanted to get married. He wanted to settle down, have lots and lots of kids. And, you know, unfortunately, he never got that opportunity. So, died, died in a ski accident. Died right? in a skiing accident. Yep. Um, so never had the opportunity to settle down, get married, have the kids, anything like that. Now, his parents, the, you know, would-be grandparents, they want to see the family continue on, and they want him to have a legacy of some sort. So that's what drew them to seeking permission to do this. I got to tell you, uh, I, I don't even know where to begin on this one from a legal standpoint. So, so who who's going to challenge this? Uh, well, it's not the dead guy. Right. So there was, there, I think there was an amicus brief, and folks, yeah. for those who don't know, that's basically when an, Friend or, of the court. an organization or entity that has either opinions or stake in it indirectly can write an opinion to the court as a quote friend of the court basically briefing a legal issue or a topic or, or providing the court with a suggestion helping the court to understand the situation so better so there as you might guess there 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 was a reproductive organization that that said you know this is really kind of troubling right because because this is not something he didn't have a medical directive and and to some degree we would have been okay with this, had there been a specific medical, advanced medical directive mm-hmm. that allows for the extraction of semen sure. or, you know, so so what we're left with is, one, now the court did say, Richard, it should be noted, the court did say, look, just because I'm letting you do this doesn't mean that a fertility clinic or 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 surrogate company is going to let you do this. And those are all private organizations. Nobody can force them to do it. Right. Just because the court says we don't have a legal issue, that doesn't mean the right. court's ordering someone to do it. So they're going to keep the sperm on the rocks, so to speak. Sure. Frozen. That's pricey. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I mean, I guess, I mean, I guess. When it, it, it obviously com- means a lot to them. Well, it, and it's a it's a continuing the legacy thing, right? right it's right. it's a we don't want the line to end exactly. with us. But man, oh man, like where do you draw the line there? Like, if my brother dies and he's not married, can I can I try to get his his genetic material such that I can reproduce and and continue his line, you know, and then. You know, I'm not going to try to get too sci-fi here. Well, this brings, you know, right over to cloning, too. Well, that's what I was about to get at, right? What's what's to stop that, which is kind of the same thing. So I believe that we've made it to the moon. I believe that that actually happened. And I believe that somewhere on this planet, a human being, and not to get tinfoil-hatted, but I believe that we've probably cloned a human being on this planet. We've done a sheep, right? God, I hope it was a smart one. Probably not. Oh, um, but we've done sheep. Yeah, we've done simple-celled organiz- yeah, organisms. Have they done mice or rats or something? Yeah, I'm sure too. we. Yeah. I mean, so where do you draw the line, right? It's like a bad Arnold Schwarzenegger six-day sto- movie. It brings me back to the Big Bang Theory when uh, Penny gave Sheldon Leonard Nimoy's napkin, so and that Sheldon he could, was so happy because now he could clone his own Leonard Nimoy. <laughs> there, it, there you go. And you just totally glossed over my Arnold Schwarzenegger six-day. Do you remember that movie? Where it's it's a movie about cloning. I don't think I saw that one. 
it's in a great line of cloning movies such okay. as such as Multiplicity with right. Michael Clayton. I remember that one. But point being, point being, guys, is that there is a state that has made a judge in a state that has made the decision that these parents, these parents can use the sperm of their deceased child mm-hmm. to move forward with possibly creating life. We have allowed that here in Louisiana when it was the wife wanting the sperm of the deceased husband. Well, and that's a little different, right? But, but I think that sperm was previously harvested, and she still wanted to be able to use it. I feel it. like this is drawn a whole bunch of arbitrary lines. Like, it's okay if we've already harvested we already have it frozen, versus if we want to extract it. Like, like is it less uh, invasive? I mean... Look, you know who's really excited about this? are estate lawyers because it just creates all kinds of fun stuff for later on well, down the road. Well, how do we normally, and I don't mean to put you on the spot because I know you do more civil law than I do, but a child born as a result outside outside of marriage, I'm not going to use the B word because... Are you talking... Not, not a, a quote-unquote bastard, and I use that word only for, for non-politically correct legal uh non-legal talk yes we don't, we don't use that word we, in louisiana we say a child born outside the, of That's marriage correct. yes so a child born outside of marriage whose father wasn't consensual in utilizing his semen mm-hmm. because he's dead mm-hmm. <clears throat> How? all we care about is bloodline right and it doesn't matter that it's a child not born within the marriage. All that matters is the bloodline. Can you trace the bloodline? So in Louisiana, if it were an intestate situation, these and, kids... And intestate, intestate means... Intestate means born, uh, died without a will in place. You have testate or intestate. Um, intestate means died without a will. If we have an intestate situation where these new kids that are produced from the dead cadet sperm they would, let's say, grandma and grandpa pass away, then dead cadet would be inheriting stuff from grandma and grandpa. But since dead cadet's not here, then let's take Franz back to his his bar exam. The dead cadet's kids can replace dad through representation. Yeah. There we go. They step right into the shoes through representation and they can inherit. So like I said, this gets really exciting for the uh, for the estate nerds out there, of which I am one. Right decision? Do you think the judge did the right thing letting this, the, sure. this parents? I mean, what's, what's, what, what harm does it bring to society to do this? I don't thing? think that it creates legal harm. I think I think the bigger problem what, that a lot of people had with this were the the bioethic ethical questions that arise when hey, you start get over it <laughs> no seriously get over it you don't, I, look, i'm not you offended don't. by this by the way i'm just more like if you don't like taking the dead guy's semen then here i got some advice for you don't go around taking dead guy's semen well and and, and look richard i got into a huge argument about this in my office where i posed the question who has standing to to challenge this if there's no spouse nope if there's n- i mean who, what family member is going to say this is not like, this is not like child custody visitation where there's opposing sides fighting. This is, I want to do X, Y, and Z. Now it may have been a medical examiner or the coroner's office saying, "Hey, we don't know if we're okay with you extracting this." That being said, yeah, that's the part I'm still just kind of raises some about. questions, like, how, right? <laughs> isn't it kind of like a, reaching its expiration date at this point? I mean, well, I, mean, I imagine dead. if they. 
froze him? I don't know. I don't it's know. Sperm sickle? I don't know. <laughs> I don't. And look, we're tongue and in cheek. That, folks. We're, we're tongue in cheek about this. <laughs> so so okay. that's about so. that's about it for this episode of Legally Unfiltered. We talked a little bit about the mutual combat law in Washington and the law. The law, de- legal decision in New York to allow parents to attract semen from their dead cassette, cadet son. Know. I still want to know how to keep the swimmers fresh. If you would like to suggest better topics for Legally Unfiltered, please email us at legallyunfiltered at gmail.com. For more information about Legally Unfiltered, you can go to www.legallyunfiltered.com. You can check us out at the Talk 107.3 app. Um, as well as on major podcasting stations. iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, and anywhere else the kids are finding podcasts and these days. And we would definitely appreciate you guys leaving a review, telling us what you think. That's about it. Have a great afternoon, and we'll talk to you soon. The views and opinions expressed in Legally Unfiltered do not constitute legal advice. If you would like legal advice on the topics that we've discussed, send us money. That's right. Go ahead and retain us. Do not, kids, try this at home.